Welcome to Soccer Perspective for Parents, where we'll be discussing what the coaches and refs really wish you, the parent, knew about the beautiful game. The goal of this podcast is to bridge the knowledge gap between the parents, that's you, and the coaches and refs. I will attempt to explain the game and rules in a way you can understand. That way, when you're out there watching Timmy, you can just enjoy the game. Today, we're talking about laws 15, 16, and 17. The throw-in, the goal kick, and the corner kick. We're also throwing in the changes for the 2022 and 2023 season to the rules. The show notes will be on the webpage, soccerperspectiveforparents.com. If you want to follow along, go to the notes, and there will also be a link there so you can go to the laws of the game and follow there as well. Let's start with Law 15, the throw-in. It's awarded to the opponent of the player that last touched the ball after the whole ball crosses the line on the ground or in the air. Now, to be clear, I've, I've mentioned this before, the whole ball has to cross the outside edge of the line. A goal cannot be scored directly from a throw-in. If it enters the opponent's goal, then a goal kick is given. If it enters the thrower's goal, a corner kick is given. Number one, procedure. When the thrower releases the ball, the thrower must stand facing the field, have a part of each foot on the touchline or ground outside of the touchline, and throw the ball with both hands from behind and over the head from where the ball went out of play. The opponents must be at least two meters or two yards from where the ball is being thrown. The ball is in play when it enters the field. If the ball hits the ground before re-entering the field, the throw is retaken by the same team. If the throwing in is not done correctly, the other team retakes it. The thrower can throw the ball at an opponent so they can play the ball again, as long as it's not in a careless or reckless manner, or they don't use excessive force. The thrower cannot touch the ball until someone else has touched it. 2. Offenses and Sanctions If the thrower touches the ball before anyone else has, an indirect free kick is given to the opposing team. If they commit a handball, a direct free kick is given. If it's in their penalty area, a penalty kick is given. Unless the player is the goalie, then it's an indirect free kick. If an opponent distracts or impedes the thrower, this includes moving closer than the 2 meters or 2 yards, the player is cautioned for unsporting behavior, and if the throw-in was taken, then an indirect free kick is given. If anything else happens, the opposing team takes the throw-in. Law 16, the goal kick. Given when an attacking team player was the last person to touch the ball and it crossed the whole goal line on the ground or in the air and it wasn't a goal. A goal may be scored on the opposing team's goal from a goal kick. If the ball enters the kicking team's goal directly from the goal kick, a corner kick is given to the opposing team. 1. Procedure Ball must be stationary and can be kicked from anywhere inside the goal area. This is the 6-yard box. The ball is in play when it is kicked and clearly moves. The opponents must be outside the penalty area until the ball is in play. 2. Offenses and Sanctions If the kicker touches the ball before anyone else does, an indirect free kick is awarded. If it is a handball, a direct free kick is given. If it is a handball in the penalty area, a penalty kick is given unless it is the goalie. Then an indirect free kick is given. If there are any opponents in the penalty area because they didn't have time to leave before the kick was taken, play continues as normal. If an opponent is in the penalty area or enters before the ball is in play and then touches or challenges for the ball, the kick is retaken. If a player enters the penalty area 
before the ball is in play and fouls or is fouled, the goal kick is retaken and the offender may be cautioned or send off depending on the foul. If there's any other fouls or offenses, the kick is retaken. Law 17, the corner kick. Given when the whole ball crosses over the goal line, on the ground or in the air, and the last one touching it was on the defending team, and it was not in the goal. A goal can be scored from a corner kick against the opposing team. A corner kick will be given if the ball goes directly into the kicker's goal. I don't know how you would accomplish that. that that'd be some really crazy stuff. But if for some reason you kicked it from one corner all the way down to the other end into your own goal, you get a corner kick out of it. One, procedure. Ball must be placed in the corner area nearest to where the ball passed over the goal line. All that's really saying, it's wordy, but all it's really saying is whatever side the ball went out on, that's the corner you have to take it from. Ball must be stationary and is kicked by a player of the attacking team. Ball is in play when kicked and clearly moves. It does not need to leave the corner area. The flag post must not be moved. That's just saying you can't take the flag post down or anything like that. Opponents must remain 9.15 meters or 10 yards from the corner arc until the ball is in play. 2. Offenses and Sanctions If the kicker touches the ball before anyone else after they've kicked it, an indirect free kick is given. If the touch is a handball, a direct free kick is given. If it happens inside the kicker's penalty area, a penalty kick is given. Unless it is the goalie, then an indirect free kick is given. A kicker can kick the ball directly at an opponent deliberately so that they can play the ball again as long as it's not in a careless or reckless manner and they do not use excessive force. Any other kind of offense or foul and the kick is retaken. So that's it for the laws. We're going to talk about the back section of the book real quickly. I'm just going to tell you what they are and generally what's in them. There's not very much need to go into depth on any of them. If you want to look at them, you can go to the webpage and download the rules and you can go into depth on them. The first section they have is the video assistant referee protocol. It goes over how and what can be reviewed and what can't be reviewed, the pro- how the process actually works, stuff like that. You're not going to really see it in youth soccer, so I'm not going to go in depth in it. The next section is the FIFA quality program. It basically sets standards for the technology, for the playing fields, stuff like that involved in soccer for the higher levels. Doesn't really deal so much in the youth. Then the next section is actually a pretty important section, which we'll get ready to go over in a little bit. It has all the, it's the law changes of the year. It has all the law changes for the year. The next section they have is details of all law changes. It goes into more depth on the law changes, why they were changed, the wording, the explanation, all of that. Then they have a glossary. It's the same as any other glossary. just gives you words and definitions. The final section you have is practical guidelines for match officials. It gives you all kinds of good extra information for referees to look at and refer to later. It has all kinds of illustrations. It's great to go look at if you are a parent or somebody that wants to know more of the game more about the game. The best section that I have that I think they have is 
they have a section on offsides that has a bunch of illustrations on what is onsides and what is offsides and things of that nature. The next section we're going to talk about are rule changes for the 2022-2023 season. First up, you have Law 3.2, the players, additional substitutes for top competitions. The 2021-2022 season, they had a temporary amendment to the law that they made a permanent part of the law for this season. Now top-level teams are allowed to have the option of having up to five substitutions a match and name up to 15 subs. Law 8.1, the start and restart of play. They clarified how the coin tosses are supposed to work. The wording was a little wonky and can be could be interpreted a way that it wasn't supposed to, but so they clarified the wording so that it makes sense that refs the ref tosses determine the end and the kickoff is the responsibility of the ref. It made it more consistent with law 10. It could have been interpreted as the coin toss. Anyone could have done the coin toss. Law 10.3, determining the outcome of a match. They changed the wording to make it clear that a team official can be cautioned or sent off during a penalty kick. We have two changes in Law 12. Law 12.3, which Law 12 is fouls and misconducts. They added a clause to make it clear that the goalie could not be sent off for a handball in the penalty area. It could have been interpreted in the section about denying a goal or obvious goal scoring opportunity that a goalie could be sent off for that when making a save in the penalty area. Law 12.4 which is also in fouls and misconduct, made it clear that while a free kick cannot be given for a foul against an outside agent, an indirect free kick can be given for the spot where the player left the field if he did not have permission from the ref to do so. And Law 14.1, the penalty kick, added a clarification where the goalie's feet must be during the penalty kick. The wording here is a bit wonky, so I'm not going to go super in-depth into it. If you want to know about it, go read it. It just basically stated that a goalie's foot can be behind the goal line. We'll note here, when reading the laws, all changes will have a yellow line under them so you can see where they are in the laws without having to go to the back of the book. That's it for this podcast. Next week, we'll be going over the U.S. youth soccer rules and possibly some high school and college differences depending on how long U.S. youth soccer takes and if I can find the high school and college rules. The show notes are over at the webpage, soccerperspectiveforparents.com. There'll be a link there where you can download the laws of the game and read over all this stuff. I have an email up if you have any questions, comments, or concerns. Soccerforparentspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, remember the kids are out there for fun, and let's have a good day.